What are you eating, Ariel? Was it just like a cucumber and a tomato? Cornichons? Cornichons. Little pickles? Or little, little pickles. pickles. You- <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Cornichons? Little pickles. Uh, I've just oh, discovered great. that I like pickles, but those are the only ones I like. You know what? I'm not going to lie to you. I'm kind of starting to feel the same way. I've always very much disliked pickles, and now all of a sudden, mm-hmm. like, I'm starting to crave them. Hot pickles. I hate Maybe you're pickles, pregnant, Bobby. I think we've talked about that before. Yeah, you might be, be pregnant, Bobby. <laughs> Yesterday was your anniversary. How'd that go? It was nice. So we did, we were going to go to a spa that didn't work because they didn't have a, a thing, which honestly, I'm fine with. I, the spa, I could take, I think I could take it or leave it, although I haven't really done it. So, never been. <laughs> yeah, I know, but it's, uh, it's like, you want to sit here in a sauna room or I don't know, whatever. Anyway, I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's great. We decided to go to a house called the Hog House, which is a historic home in River Oaks. I think it is actually, no, it is the most expensive neighborhood in Houston. And uh, her name was, uh, I'm a hog, which is interesting. She at one point was the wealthiest person in the country. And in like the, uh, I think the 1930s, 40s, something like that, her family owned the Texaco company. So oil money. Anyway, it's a great house. We had a private tour with a guy that was maybe 90 years old and uh, I think he had a broken hip, but still nice guy. Just took a long time for him to get up and down the stairs, but that was fine. Um, learned a lot about furniture and stuff. I actually think that, I think you two would have liked it. I don't know. Maybe not Tom. Well, maybe Tom. I don't know. They didn't have any like anime action figures. Did anybody else like just see the way Tom put his glasses on? I've never seen someone put glasses no. on that way. Uh, anyway, so then after that, we went to a, a local winery in in downtown Houston, which was pretty cool. And then we went to a steakhouse called Papa's Steakhouse, which is fantastic. And I was telling before we got on air here, I was telling everybody that I accidentally ordered a hundred twenty dollar lobster, and I was kind of, I was kind of pissed off about it because I just it didn't. I mean, it was good, and it's like lobster. I get it, but I don't know. It's a lot for not a lot of meat. So yeah, lived up. And then I drank an espresso. Do you guys do the espresso after a meal, like a nice meal? No. No? I'll have a cappuccino all the time. Yeah, I did one of those and I woke up at at 3 a.m. wired. That's the tricky part because as as I've gotten older, I can't can't drink coffee late in the day. Yeah, yeah, that that was a mistake. So anyway, now I'm feeling good. So my anniversary was great. There's that great. little mishap with the lobster, but it's great. Um, you put a lot of butter on lobster. Do I? It's kind of just a vehicle to pour butter onto. I feel like you're talking shit about lobster. I, I think I've heard this argument that like nobody would eat lobster if it wasn't just like good marketing or something like that. It used to be a, a food for people that didn't have any money. And so nobody actually likes how it tastes. You just put a bunch of butter on it. But my argument would be like, you go to a nice steakhouse, they put butter on the steak. You can tell me the steak sucks. Mm-hmm. You put butter so. on shrimp. You can put butter on anything. Is that a real you question? Want. You can <laughs> butters. They're, they're kind Good. of similar. And you were saying that you like shrimp in like the same sentence you said you like lobster. So I was wondering. I, if I actually the way the I same. no. So I mean, I actually last. I like to eat lobster without the butter, and then I like to try it with the butter. I like to get two different, you know, experiences with my lobster. Bobby's a, a man of uh of many <laughs> secrets. What's the thing? You like to I try was, it with some butter? You like to try it without some butter? All yeah. I did was answer the question that was presented to me, and I answered it truthfully. So, do you eat caviar? 
No, I don't. It's very salty. Weird. Tom, what what's a like a, a special meal with you and your wife look like? It's like where where you what are you going? Like what's the what's the template for it? Yeah, yeah, give us a template. For like special, what I no a special date night. No, it's out. like um, it's your tenth anniversary or something. Tenth anniversary. It's, How many years yeah. you been married, Tom? Around ten ish. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe this uh, conversation no, is more important no, than you know. Once you once you hit ten, though, it's like it's just around ten till it's fifteen. But are you past ten? No, it, we're oh, close well, to you nine. You should know at this point. You're close to not. Oh, He's close to gosh. nine, so it's in between eight and nine, or or somewhere 10. between seven and nine. What? When did you Definitely get? What is your anniversary? Do you do you remember your anniversary? Do some math. It's in August. <laughs> it's in August. Beginning and end. And year end of August year. or possibly beginning of September. Gosh, mm. I feel like Tom knows. He's just oh, playing a role right now. He's messing with us right now. I got lucky months five, ten, fifteen. So it's like very, so, very easy to I proposed to my wife on her birthday. So those were on the same. And then I tried to get married on her birthday. Did you do that so, so that you didn't I would have only have one day? Oh, absolutely. He's yeah. just, this is a fire strategy. He read this That is a fire somewhere. strategy. Dang, dude. So one present. No, that's a memory strategy. Able, yeah. I don't remember dates very well at all. Oh. So like you're seeing right now. So the her birthday the next year ended up not falling on a good day to get married. So it's like a week later than her birthday. But I think her birthday is on August 21st. Can we get to the part where so, you tell so us about the meal second, that you do? Wait, hold on a second. <laughs> he, he, he proposed to her on her birthday to, to remember the date better, and he still doesn't even remember that date. He thinks. Usually check Facebook for her birthday. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll back off of you here. Tell us about like what's, what's like if you're doing it up, you're going out on the town, what, what's top Tom? After having kids, night on the town. If you were, if you, if you had a babysitter, live Tom. But if you had a babysitter and you didn't have to like worry about that part of it, what would you do? It's a nice, nice night out. Go someplace local, honestly. Okay, Taco Bell. Like the last place we went to ended up closing during the pandemic. I think you haven't been out on a date since before the pandemic. Out to dinner, done things, but like not always dinner. Well, apparently, never dinner. Never dinner. (laughs) Yeah. Michael had the saddest look on his face that I've ever seen. Tom, you need to take your wife on a date. We went to the city not too long ago. Actually, we went to a hockey game a few weeks ago. That was a date night. That's so nice. Chili dogs. Rangers versus the Sabres. She's okay. a Sabres fan. Okay. Do you like but when you go to the Christmas city, do you do do you do nice things in the city or you were just like did you get a halal cart? Well, good food, but maybe not a date night. We just ate stadium food that night. So, Tom, well, Tom, I'm gonna take no, you no, offline. No, 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 don't, 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 <laughs> guys, 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 stop! You are like no, inserting I your can't. feelings about how yes. a date night should go onto Tom and his wife, and they might be perfectly happy going to a game and having a chili dog. No, that doesn't sound right. I don't think that that's true, and I think I think Tom is is playing it up a little bit, and uh, <laughs> and I think you're jumping into to, to save him. Um, well, yeah, he's, so where, where would you go? Madison Square Garden game. is right next to Penn Station, so you get out of the train and you go right to the the game. It's super easy. Oh, I believe you made it efficient. I believe it all, it's all <laughs> yeah. set up. <laughs> okay, do you have a nice restaurant that you would take somebody to, or or not? And if the answer is no, then we're going to move on to Michael. I don't have like a go to. 
Michael. Different date nights call for different things, but um, you know, it's nice to on our well, I guess on my birthday this year, Bobby, you would have hated it. We went to the spa. Uh, you I know, don't know if I would hate it. It's just since no, you wouldn't hate it. You'd like it. You just need to be like, I want you to introduce me to golf, but I should introduce you to the spa. You know, you got to go with someone who really who wants to. I was really looking forward to my wife going to the spa. Well, you me. couldn't make it. You got to call earlier. You got to make an appointment. <laughs> Uh, you yeah, and Michael know, could but, get a couple's massage. But like if I can have my choice. As a date. Oh, wait. Yeah. I've met a couple of times. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. Why didn't that come up? I didn't think. Well, we didn't ask him. What? Put yeah. me on the spot. Okay. So you, different dates call for different something. Do you have like a favorite restaurant? Do you have something that the people can look up and, and understand a little bit more about Michael? And We don't hit like one restaurant over and over again, but there's a couple that are good and we go try new stuff when we can and it's been oh. so ambiguous today i mean strange. what do you mean to do give you like top five restaurants in orlando <laughs> no a- just give me like <laughs> the one like if you had a special occasion we're so i will say this i i am a fan we haven't one thing i'm trying to do more and more of i like doing like a drink at one place a meal at another place entertainment at a place and like doing a little hopping around uh mm-hmm. as opposed to just like one restaurant for an hour and a half and, and calling it done. I had dinner in Italy in Epcot when I was there. <laughs> that's real. Is this, a, we, is this a weird question? Like, it, I feel like this should be a question that's like pretty reasonable. We don't have like, a, but I, I guess it's like you, you, you have a favorite breakfast place you go to and you have like a favorite Mexican restaurant you go to for lunch and you have like the best dinner place. It seems like you have more like the one. I have probably like a bucket of 10 around me that I'd go to like there's not one that's like that's where we go for celebrations uh, I think that Bobby's question makes sense to me but I feel like you're you're <laughs> wanting something more specific than people are gonna I'm give I don't know for a single answer <laughs> like just what it like a place give me a place all right well I'll tell it. you Michael there's a place it. in um, St. Louis that is called Trattoria Marsala we've got some really good Italian restaurants on a place in st louis called the hill it's like the italian neighborhood and that is where we would go for like special occasion type stuff when i was younger and it's still like a good it's like one of the most romantic spots in st louis and it's just like an old italian restaurant it's pretty good they make your own pasta that's good is emos in the italian area um there are lots of emos around st louis and i don't know that anybody would call emos actually italian (laughs) but we are going to try delicious. some emos when we come to St. Louis. Well, I want to switch yeah. the topic to our questionable decision because this conversation okay. about wedding anniversaries and where you're going to go out is related to the topic that I have, mm-hmm. and it's about relationships and money. And um, there are lots of these questions. Like when I am sourcing this, the question for each episode, I would say like 75% of the possible questionable decisions I run across are related to just money and relationships. Somebody's bad with money. Somebody's good with money. People have different expectations on how to spend with one another. And so I've got lots out there, lots to choose from. But the one that I wanted to bring up was specifically with you in mind, Tom, because Tom, the way that if I could describe you to those who don't know Tom and and Michael and Bobby chime in and then Tom, you can like say whether this is true. But you are a very, you are very thoughtful and purposeful with your spending and you optimize your retirement accounts and everything just to like, you know, 
get to retirement as quickly as possible? Part of the FIRE community, I would assume. Is that is that all that characterization sound accurate? So far, so. Okay. And <laughs> like Tom has told us, you know, how much a cup of coffee costs for him, like, in, you know, buying different bags of beans to uh, save money and get the cost of his cup of coffee down. So like you, if, if you get a 25 pound bag of coffee on the day it expires, <laughs> the yeah. price drops yeah. precipitously. Yes. So I imagine Tom in this question here um, being this person that is uh, he's he's going to be the, the guy who's good with money in here. So this is from Dear Penny. The headline is my rich boyfriend worries I'll burden him if we marry. And the question is, Dear Penny, I'm a 35 year old female who's divorced and my boyfriend is 38 and never married. We've been dating for two years and it's been wonderful. Recently, we've been having talks about our future, but money is a bit of a hang up for him. He makes significantly more than I do, between four or five times as much, and he worries that my low income means I'll be a burden on him when we get older if we decide to marry. The way I see it, I'm very responsible with the money I do make. I don't have any debt, and I pay my own bills. I'm not asking him for anything, although I do understand that at this rate, my retirement savings will be meager while his will be substantial. That could lead to problems if he wants to travel and not feel bitter about having to pay for me for everything later on. Do you have any advice for us? This this is one neither of us knows how to navigate. So is this a questionable decision to be in a relationship with somebody who makes significantly more or significantly less? How do you navigate that? I think there's a lot more to a relationship than just the finances. And it seems like the view that's being put forward there is only looking at that slice of it. So mm-hmm. if you're only looking at it from that perspective, yeah, it seems weird, very one-sided that way. But I hope that most people don't get married for the money. I think being on the same page on how you view money and being responsible with it and the choices that you make with it, if you're aligned on on that, I think is more important than how much either party is bringing to the table individually. That was very. That was a very nice answer, Tom. Yeah, that I thought was that was good. very, very classy answer by you. Did, did they say they were actually? She said they were getting married, or she's worried about when they're married or before they're married. They're talking about like they've been together for a couple of years, and they're thinking that marriage will be in the near future. I mean, you get married; it doesn't really matter, you know, unless you do a prenup or something like that. That's the money's. It's fifty fifty. Doesn't matter mm-hmm. what you think about it. So I don't know. It's weird when people think about that. Like I know a lot of people we've talked on this podcast about like, you know, keeping money separate and that kind of thing. But like, it just goes into a pot, whether you separate the pot out or not, and kind of like technically separate it. Like it's all, it's the couple's money. Like it's a weird, it's a weird concept. So I don't think you should feel bad. I mean, I, I mean, if they, if he proposes to her and he knows that she makes less money, like wouldn't it? I mean, he would have to know that that just kind of comes with it, right? Yeah. I want to I'm going to go to a different question, actually. I'm going to like raise the stakes on this a little bit because maybe that was like too, too easy. That's a softball. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. All right. Next one. It's another Dear Penny one. What if Tom had been like, she should never get to eat the same food as as him and she'd never get to go on the same vacations as him. (laughs) He stays in a nicer room than she does. Wouldn't that have been crazy? (laughs) She gets proportionally what she makes. Mm hmm. All right. Well, that's kind of this one. So, uh, dear Penny, I have a boyfriend named Rox. His name is Rox. First red flag. We've that's been dating How's for. Spelled? How's it spelled? Like R O C K S. I was hoping there was like two K's or something. 
Right. A Z. I heard it as R-O-X. <laughs> They've been dating for 20 months. Uh, I don't <laughs> okay. like how specific this already is, but this seems strange. Yeah. Rox doesn't ever pay for anything. Mm. Of course he doesn't. I pay for all of our restaurants, and that includes leaving tips. I pay. His name's Rox. I don't feel like Rox pays for anything. Uh, I pay for all of our movie tickets, arcades, drinks, and food, and parking for all events. If we go to a fast food place, I sometimes buy him food for the next day. I thought I was being thoughtful, but I learned that he is complaining to his friends about some of the places that we eat and are not that are not good enough for him. And he was making fun of me for using coupons at fast food places. We often go to steakhouses, too, where the bill is over $100, not counting the tip, and I always pay for everything. I'd say I contribute 97% financially, and he barely contributes 3%. I also do favors for him and fix things for him. He doesn't do much, and yet he complains to his friends that we don't eat at better places and his friends make fun of me. Rox does work from home. He has a job. He's always looking for or shopping for things online. He buys himself lots of clothes. What should I do? Am I being unreasonable or is he a deadbeat that I should dump? So here's another relationship issue. I What's don't see how name? you can get this <laughs> message typed out and still have to hit enter on is he a deadbeat and I should leave him. Come on. Did she give her name? Just C. Uh, Maybe her name's Crystal. Like or or rocks. paper, paper oh. trumps rock, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, bad joke. Yeah. <laughs> that was uh, that was rough. That was hard to listen to. Um, this is so <laughs> weird. Like, why do people? Why do people stay in relationships like this? It sounds just a lot of time invested. Like, it's been twenty whole months. Twenty months, right? Twenty well, months. She's counting them. Throw that away. It's and like she's done ninety-seven. Ninety-seven. Like, yeah. what is she? A very specific statistician. She might be. I'd like to get his perspective. What if he's like, man, she always wants to go out to eat. And I'm always saying, like, I don't want to go out to eat, but she's forcing us to go out and eat all the time. And I just want to, like, make food at home. And she doesn't care. She, it's, uh, it's her fault. Like, I just feel like that. I, uh, I wish there was a response. No, you know, this guy wants to go out. He buys himself a lot of clothes. <laughs> I just, it's like, it's such a dumb I, relationship. I, I like that. Dumb. I like that she's like buying him food for the next day at the fast food places because you know that what it's not going to be good the I, next day. <laughs> Oh my God. No. No. Going to like White Castle and then like eating your. Oh my God. We're being very judgmental right now, but I feel like it's appropriate. His name is Rox. His name is Rox. He's probably dumb. He's he's probably everything we think he is right now. Do you know anybody named Rox, Tom? No. But who's the White Castle is very bad. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Uh, But that's what you're going to. Well, I mean, do you like like same day White Castle? As long as it doesn't have the pickles on it. I have another relationship questionable decision. Can we oh keep going God. with these? What, what, what is no, this? No, I, I is like this. this. All right, this is what fire. this is. That the, yeah, we're going to do a rapid fire relationship questionable Is this decisions. next one like less obvious? Really quick, Tom, like do it? you have anything else to contribute about Rox's relationship with C? <laughs> Drop the Rox. Drop the Rox. Drop. Yes. Thank you, yeah. Tom. All right. Uh, Tom, this your is... energy level's at like a negative three right now. <laughs> <laughs> We need we need more laughter. We need more irreverent comments. We need. Is this like about food eating contests again? That's the only thing. I've been living with my boyfriend for eight months. Here's the problem: he won't tell me how much debt he has, and I'm pretty sure it's a lot. 
I would, I would imagine so. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He has two degrees from private schools that I know he's still paying for, but they haven't paid off job wise. I also know he has some credit card debt. Again, don't know how much about and about nine thousand dollars left on his car loan. We keep our finances separate. He gives me fifty percent <laughs> for the bills good. each month, and he is never late with his share. I have some debt, too, so I'm not judging him for having it, but I'm worried that if it's significant, it could impact our plans to eventually buy a house, get married, etc. Whenever I ask him about his debt, he responds saying he always gives me half of his bills on time and tells me not to worry or tells me to worry about my own debt. Yeah, here's the here's yeah, the thing. Bad. It's really bad. I know the passwords he uses for everything. Oh, and we share a laptop no. that has our tax forms uh-huh. on it. I'm pretty Hell sure no. I could get the info needed to pull up his what? credit report. Tom looks so concerned. Whoa. Right now. Concerned. I know it seems wrong, but isn't this important information to have about someone you're living with? So is that a Holy questionable decision? Multiple questions. Uh, man. <laughs> uh, absolutely not. She should not pry into his, his records like that. Ooh, that take. is yeah. terrible. Boom. Oh, we got Just because she can access it. It's like saying I can break into a bank, but no, I shouldn't. That would be bad. I wouldn't say it's a one to one example, but <laughs> I, I, I see where I see the connection, though. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is she assuming that he won't know that she did this, and, and then their trust is broken? So, well, I, I think know. a lot I, here I like is the, broken, but yeah, yeah. keep going. Yeah. Okay, so that aspect I don't agree with. She should not try to pry into that information or like use his passwords to break into his account that's wrong mm-hmm. having the type maybe, of that matters but maybe maybe it's so bad and he's avoiding it and he wants her to like that's why he leaves his passwords out maybe he's like just oh he's asking I hope she, for I hope she finds out i need someone to help me but i can't admit but i need help she directly asked him and he avoided <laughs> he's deep in denial <laughs> he's i think he's just embarrassed it sounds like he's just embarrassed about it's, it yeah, I can understand being embarrassed. I can understand that. She didn't talk about the type that she has. She mentioned that he has credit card debt, and obviously that's. I think very he high has. Um, I think he has. Uh, it's student loan debt. Right. Yeah. She mentioned. Both oh, and those credit card debt. Yeah. But she said that she has her own debt, but didn't say what kind of debt she has. Right. Correct. Yeah. Reply, Re- Ariel. Hit reply him. on that. Okay. What kind so of debt do you have? I, when I was getting married, my wife, not wife at the time, because we weren't married, she went to Columbia, uh, so mm-hmm. private school, grad school, and it was a huge number. And she also took out student loans for that, and they were at pretty poor rates. It was like multiple loans between like you know six, seven, eight percent, probably spread across close to half a dozen different loans there, and. We were probably engaged at the time where I got like a real grasp of what was going on in the specifics of it. Oh, probably. I thought you said proudly engaged. I was like, good for you. Probably. Okay. I think we were engaged and we were in Brooklyn at the time. And I was looking at this and I was like, wow, this is terrible. And we refinanced the loans. Uh, PC Tom coming in, just like putting down his briefcase, open it up and just being like, here we go. Yeah, it's like Marie Kondo, but for finances. (laughs) So we ended up getting a lower monthly payment and a shorter term. So it was costing less per month and it would have been paid off faster. So like instead of it, it went from like six, seven, eight percent loans to like a five percent loan or something. 
and then paid it off very aggressively over the course of, I think, like 10 months or so. And we got rid of it before the wedding occurred. So, like, they're not married yet. Like, now's the time to address that stuff so that that baggage doesn't come into the marriage, especially the credit card debt. Student loans, I don't know what the refinancing looks like in this environment, but like if refinancing would get you something that's more palatable and perhaps lower than whatever their original rates are, then... I mean, I think that it's not like you sit down on your first date and you cover how how much debt you have. There's obviously a time that it makes more sense. But if if you've been going out for a while and you want to continue the relationship and you think it could be something, you have to... Well, yes, and there's that, and they're already, you know, thinking about buying a house. Like it seems like they're past the point where they, it's a hard conversation, but you should have had this conversation. It's astounding to me the number of people who get engaged, even get married, and never have full clarity into the debt that people are bringing into the relationship. You have to know that. You have to have that conversation. It's probably going to come up as soon as they apply for a mortgage. They're going to do it jointly, and they're both. On that mortgage, his credit rate is going to affect that. Can you imagine that that like that mortgage lender, you know, you're sitting down in the office with him and you're like, what can we get? And he's like asking all the questions and pulling it up. And like you learn for the first time that your partner has fifty thousand dollars in credit card debt and like ten. Yeah, but what's crazy is a lot of people. It's not fifty thousand. It's. Well, I, I mean, 000. I know it's just like I, I don't. I just can't imagine like that's where you learn it, and like the I, I I feel like those people would have some stories to share about these moments. Very awkward. Like, you, how do you mediate them? What are you doing? They better figure it out now. Yeah. Or it's gonna be bad later. You know. I don't know. I just think. Does she, do you think it? Do you think she would? Oh, we don't know this person. Would they break up? With, like, is it just like, oh, I've got two hundred thousand dollars debt? She's like, I'm leaving you. Like that. That doesn't seem. If you really care about somebody, that doesn't seem like what would probably happen. So I think she needs to ask herself. Depends that. how it's handled, I think. So like I've seen some of this happen firsthand with, with the credit card debt and stuff, where there's dishonesty about it because of the embarrassment. And it's like trying to hide that the credit card debt exists and then finding mm-hmm. out like, oh, this guy is ten thousand in debt. And then it's like, well, he lied to me about it. Do I break off this relationship because of that? Or try to tackle it or like come to some kind of financial. If he actually lied about it. Yeah. You should probably really consider. Yeah. He's just withholding because yeah. he's worried about it. I think that she should assume it's really, really like super high, like $300,000. That way and she's. Then, if, no, but then evaluate. Like if he says 300000 am I going to break up with this guy? And if the answer is mm-hmm. no, and if, if the answer is no at 200000 or 100000 then she just needs to tell him like, look, I don't care what the number is. I just, I just need to know. But I'm not going to like break up with you because I've already thought through this. To me, that makes the most sense. Like just to communicate. I feel like every one of these comes down to like people just don't talk. I agree. I think I like the idea of just like having this very open conversation. Like, listen, we're really happy together. I want, you know, I see a future for us. I hope you, you know, as long as you do too, we need to start talking about this. I'm not going to judge where you're at. Um, and, uh, you know, she should be ready and fully prepared to like lay out all of her financial information mm-hmm. as well. And, but the part that is concerning is, is that she's even considering like hacking into his oh, that's, loan. That's I crazy mean, people stuff. That's yeah, not, you, like, don't, you don't do that. Well, and it makes me think that there's maybe some other kind of like trust issue there for her, like something, some other underlying issue that would even 
make her think that that's okay? Like, would you want to get clear. married to somebody who would do that, though? Well, to be clear, I don't think she should hack into his stuff either. No. To be clear. No. However, he won't tell her. And, he, and and it's like having an envelope she could peek under. Like, of course the temptation is there and it makes sense because he won't tell her. So I don't think she should do it. But I do think that the temptation makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, if I open this envelope, I'll know it. I could just open the envelope. I mean, it's a, it's a reasonable temptation. I, I agree. But I just think it's like outrageous that she's even like typed this up saying like, I might do it. Or would it, would it be Ooh, wrong to do it? I know it seems wrong is what she says. Yes, it does seem wrong that you would do this. I don't even, honestly, I don't even like pick up my wife's phone without asking her and like unlock it and ask without saying like, hey, do you mind if I look at this? Like there's like a, I don't know, something, a recipe or something. You know what I mean? Like I, I just, I wouldn't even think to do that because I just feel like that's such a breach of trust. It's just a weird thing. I don't know. I think they're screwed. To be honest with you, I don't think it's going to work. <laughs> like, yeah, that's, a, I mean, I, I hate to say it could it. work. It just has to get addressed before marriage. They need to put all the cards on the table, strategize Literally. about it and see you if show me all your credit it. cards. I'll show you it's, mine. It's got to get addressed before she goes in and opens up his computer. Like that's, yeah, that's the kiss of death, I think. All right. One more. Dear Penny, my boyfriend of almost two years has recently asked me to start paying the electric and water bills at his place. I live about an hour's drive from him, so I really only spend the weekends with him. I've washed my clothes three times max in the almost oh two gosh. years. This is my, they're already keeping a log. I've washed my clothes six times in his house and he's asking me, there's already problems. Go ahead. The load was only 50% full. <laughs> yeah, um, really. It was an eco mode. <laughs> It's a high-efficiency washer. All right. And I washed his clothes with mine those times. So, so it cancels um, out. I clean his house, watch his dogs, buy food, and share the cost of going out, vacations, etc. I feel that he is not acknowledging my contributions in any way. So how should I handle this situation? Dude, I am so glad I have a healthy relationship. I know. <laughs> like a normal dating relationship. just seems so it, terrible. Like I every just... one of these start out with, my boyfriend of way too long has not gotten off his sorry ass and done anything. And he's a deadbeat. I feel so bad for these people. Tom, what is your response to this one? It sounds like a ridiculous request. <laughs> Some Dr. Phil level insight there. <laughs> Unless you have a meter specifically on the oh washer <laughs> And to be clear, you shouldn't. I think she should ask him to get a new washer and dryer that is coin operated so that when she comes over, she can pop the quarters in. That's, That's a there. great one. But do we think yeah. like, do you, I'm sure she asked him why, but she didn't give the answer to that. But she said, I've only washed my clothes a couple of times. And they're mixing their dirty laundry. But is she? is that where she thinks... Why she thinks he's asking her to pay these bills? I guess. What a weird request. Yeah. I mean, maybe she like, she takes like really long showers or something and she's in there for like two hours and like running the water and the, the, the water heater and all that sort of stuff. I mean, maybe that's it. Or also maybe he's like not doing well financially and is like looking to find a way to offset some of his costs. I don't know. I well, think that they're screwed too. It seems like very petty. Yeah. It's like, what, do you remember being in high school and you'd take like a two minute drive with your friend and they wanted gas money? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I see but my they, daughter. It just kind of yeah. seems ridiculous. Like, I'll give you the gas money, whatever. Giving you a dollar or two isn't worth, like, you know, any conversation that's going to stem from it. But it's just kind of <laughs> silly. Like, you drove two miles. You want to divide that by your, like, you know, cost per gallon. All right. What did we learn from all this? I feel like we there is dating, something here to learn. Dating sucks. Mm-hmm. Dating seems I feel like terrible. It, yeah. I think it's, it's something very sad. Yeah. Yeah. So I no, but say- hold on. Can I can I just bring this back to why I brought these up again in the because Tom, I, maybe I'm putting too much pressure on you, Tom. But I just like I'm open. He doesn't look can't like he's too much pressure. You being in a relationship with any of these people or like out in the the normal world where people aren't like so optimized with their their spending and saving and like how would you just like what would what would you do if you were dating and you came across somebody who had yeah is your impulse to who, help people or like to slap them on the back yeah. side of the head and tell them to those are the only together. two options yeah tough love is kind of both of those right so the way i look at it is like my, my wife is not into finances the way i am right but i'm the one that's optimizing on whatever we don't both need to optimize but as long as like we're both in agreement about what's occurring with our finances it's okay I'm doing the, the grunt work on the financial stuff, figuring out which dollars go to which account, how much we're spending on certain categories in our budget, things like that. As long as she's like, cool with that, it all works out. And it's not like I'm super restrictive. Like it's a conversation, two parties, you know, she says, you know, we should be doing more in this area. And it's like, all right, we'll figure it out. Or I want to sign up for, you know, our kids to go to the summer camp. Okay. Whatever that sounds, figure out a summer camp out. It's all a discussion, but like there can be some learning that occurs both ways too. Cause like I said, my wife isn't super into the finances. So if we have a talk about like, Hey, you can't just make the minimum payment on the credit card, interest racks up when you, where like it totally negates the rewards program on the city double cash card. If you carry a balance over those things, it happens. Oh, lucky lady. Oh, <laughs> I think we, <laughs> <laughs> but let me break out the terms and conditions of our Chase <laughs> yeah. Sapphire card. I don't have one of those. That, that's quite the annual fee there. <laughs> <laughs> You'd hate my platinum card then. But like we have all of our accounts tied into Mint. So like I'm aware of you know what, what the balances are on every credit card that we have. And we do have a joint account, but we also carry our, our own separate checking accounts too. So like there's a portion of our paychecks that go into the joint account and like mortgage comes out of that. Uh, daycare comes out of that, things like that. And then we each have a separate account. So it's like, I don't care what she's doing with the percent that's going into her own account if she wants to go splurge on something, you know. And I, that's an okay middle ground for some couples because it allows you to have that joint financial stuff where you're like, you're working together on everything, but then some portion that's yours where you don't need to like ask permission on. Yeah, so I, that'll like, make sense. I, I guess I'm just like thinking about before you get married, before and you like, you're dating somebody who's like, has an addiction to designer handbags or like is spending a, you know, a ton of money on. If that handbag thing wasn't a bullet point on like a dating profile or like, you know, a car they give you like, Hey, my name is so-and-so I'm addicted to handbags. <laughs> then I would consider it, you know, cause it's like one of those things that comes along with the relationship and either you can navigate it or you can't. There has to be a understanding in the premarital counseling or whatever that we're going to have a budget. And we're going to have to agree by it because you do have to live off of the money you both make. 
and lots of people can structure it differently, but you can't ultimately not agree on that. It won't work. Really? Yeah. I just wanted Tom to uh, be like, I, I think there are a lot of people that don't have a budget and they just kind of ride by their coattails and, you know, hope there's enough in the account every month or, you I know, guess that's my definition of not by. working, you know, going spiraling into more and more debt and, you know, not having in control of your finances. It does require a certain level of financial savviness, though. Some people just don't focus on their finances at all. And, you know, that's how you end up in the credit card debt and stuff. And hopefully at some point you get that light click moment. Ideally, it would be great if all of that taken before marriage. So what you're saying is you we need more savvy couples. I think we need more education in the financial space and. and yeah, definitely. There's a whole aspect to it, like finances for couples and like figuring all that stuff out. I don't, I don't think that's typical part of premarital counseling. If I had to guess, I don't really recall doing any of that. <laughs> Ariel, did you do premarital counseling? Yeah, we oh, had to meet with I, a pastor because we're not involved in a church, and he he had to like sign off on us, you know being not right with the Lord, but I guess okay-ish with the Lord to get married. <laughs> he was just like, like you gave him an IOU. Whatever. He's like, whatever. <laughs> We're like one day. <laughs> All right, guys. I have to do that right now to be the godfather for, for my <laughs> nephew. Like they're, they're Catholic, <laughs> so I need to go and get a priest to sign off on a form. Yeah. And my marriage isn't recognized by the Catholic Church. Like the, the last time around I was in Brooklyn and I, I found a Done. That was willing to sign off on it, dude. I love that story. He went and tracked down a nun, <laughs> get her to sign a form. I went to a mass, and as I was sitting at the mass, I was like, "There's a person." And then at the end of it, you know, I walked up there and we talked and everything. Told, told her the situation. You know, it's not like slipped her a hundred bucks. No, she was cool about it. Um, I flew my pastor down from college to marry my wife and I because we had like met through the church, but it wasn't the Catholic church. So, you know, he married us and it was like, here's what happened. She's like, okay, here's the process you have to go through to like get it recognized by the Catholic church. I'm like, okay. And she just signs the paper and there was basically a note. It's like, we talked about the process and that was it. Wow. All right, guys. Well, Thank you for listening to this week's episode. We will be back next week with another episode. We've got great uh, emails coming out every week. And if you have any questions, you can text us. The number and link to sign up for that email list are down in the description. Thanks and bye. Bye. Bye.